If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Colleen, I know you are a writer. You've written a book. You are doing your doctoral work. And I'm wondering who edits your writing for you? Oh, I actually, um, now for my dissertation, I actually have an editor. I'm not a good self editor. I'm, I'm a good editor for other people's writing and I'm a, I'm a good, um, boy, like a a team member on someone else's writing Mm -hmm. team. But when I write my own stuff, um, I'm not a great self-editor. So I, I actually have an editor that is doing that for me. That's amazing. Actually, it's funny because what you just did there is exactly what I did my master's thesis on, which was about, um, you can actually, you can find it because it's in a peer-reviewed journal, but it was about um, <laughs> students as self-editors, like how to build metacognitive mm-hmm. editing strategies in students. Not because they have to be perfect with every grammatical mistake, but because they have to be self-aware at where their struggles are so that they can advocate properly. Because when you move from elementary into high school and beyond, you go from the teacher really knowing you and you're writing well to them not. So for you to be able to pass off your paper to the teacher and say, "Um, I'm really good at commas in the series, but I don't know if I did my compound and complex sentences correctly with commas. Can you check my paper for this error? is like the gold standard of like how you'd want kids to advocate for what they need with their editing. (laughs) But anyway, so that was my research was on. So it's really funny because I can hear that and how you answered. Um, What we're talking about today is how do kids talk to each other? We've been talking about this all week. How do kids talk to each other in their classrooms? And how do we model how to have these conversations? And as students become complex writers and they're writing often, they're writing in volume, they're becoming um, experts in grammar and English. English language. Our language is complicated. Students take English English class all the way through because writing is complicated. Um, And yet we sometimes throw them into peer response or we give them feedback on their paper without actually having conversations about writing. And I think that this is a very underutilized moment for kids to be talking to each other about their writing. Um, And again, I love protocols though. So I love 
having students give feedback to each other using certain sentence starters so that they're not just saying, well, you should do this or why don't you do this? And then it becomes someone else's paper. Because mm-hmm. I hated getting advice like that mm-hmm. as a writer. Like, you should do this. And I'm like, wait, I didn't want to do that. That's not what I was going no. for. So um, how did peer response and teacher feedback go for you, Colleen, in your classroom? Um, boy, that, that's a good question. Again, um, because I taught, I taught writing in so many mm-hmm. different contexts, uh, you know, so when, when you go from the junior high classroom to the, um, write the W131 college right. writing course with high school seniors, you know, it, it looks, looks a little bit different, but teaching the, um, again, teaching the writing process, I, I, I'm very, um, formulaic, I think, when it comes to writing. And so at the at the very least, helping students to find the structure in a in another person's piece of writing, do they have all of the components? They can at least find those. If it's not, um, you know, tell them how they should phrase the sentence, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, well then it doesn't sound like, you know, then it doesn't sound like the, the writer's voice, but can they um can they be a helpful peer editor or peer reviewer in, you know, finding certain components? Can they, um, you know, locate uh, sentences that are descriptive or could they notate that a, a sentence needs a little bit more description? Is there an example, you know, of, so you can, you, with, I think with younger kids, you know, you can, you can have questions for them that they can answer so that they can give, you know, give feedback with older kids, though, I would just give them the the rubric. Mm -hmm. Here's the rubric. This is what I'm grading on. This is what you're supposed to be writing your paper around anyway. Use the rubric to review it for your peer. And so the kids would have to hand in their papers um, with a rubric that someone else completed and, and made comments on. And everyone in the class was responsible for doing that. But I, but that was part of my writer's workshop with my older kids where I would participate in a lot of those conversations and answer questions along the way. And, you know, if, if kids got stuck on it, it gave that again, it gave them the opportunity to reflect on the, the rubric, like what am I supposed to be doing and seeing someone else's example of it that also helped them um, with their writing. But there's, you know, you know, what just came to my mind, though, is something that I always told my students. Um, one of the reasons why I don't self edit well is because I already know in my head what I think I'm saying, right. but that might not actually be what it says on the paper. Do you know what exactly. I mean? So I would always tell kids to read it out loud, like read it out loud to yourself, read it out loud to somebody else and see if it actually says you catch grammar that way, you catch phrasing that way, you catch, you know, that just sounds confusing, or maybe you need to put, you know, this before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so reading it out loud or having text to speech, read it out loud to you um, is also a helpful thing you can do. I think all these things, everything you rattled off there are all good practices. And what I love about hearing you list those are some things are things I tried, some things I never did try. But the best scenario here is that you're not just assuming kids know how to give each other feedback because they don't. So giving the guide, the question, these are the questions you're going to ask of each other, or how are you going to write on someone's paper? Because I think the worst case scenario is like, hey, trade papers and give each other feedback. Because it's 
I've mm-hmm. seen kids give other kids some really bad feedback. Like you actually put the commas yes. in the wrong spots or that right. didn't make sense, yes. but they're kind of confused for a different reason or whatever it might be. Like, and then you just take their other, yeah. the other kids, you know, red pen by truth. And then you just make all those edits and they turned in and it was actually, you know, didn't strengthen it. So I think what I love what you're saying about the rubric, you know, you know, to have a conversation against this rubric, write on the paper or don't write on the paper. Like, I think you have to give really p- specific uh, criteria to kids as they're talking to each other about the paper because it's really vulnerable too. like, hey, here's as far as I could get in this draft. Um, please, Pierre, who doesn't know any more than I know, <laughs> help me here is a pretty vulnerable mm-hmm. practice. Um, so I love that. And reading out loud is good. Also having that partner read it out loud. I do this with kids all the time. My own kids too. Like, okay, I'm going to read it out loud for you. And if you hear me say something different than what you meant, pause me. And then you grab the paper from me and, you know, make a little note for yourself. Cause sometimes you assume, uh, it's going to be read a certain way, but because of the comma placement or whatever it might be, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not how it really goes. So as long as you hit a protocol and you don't have an open-ended, like, cause they're just going to trade papers and try to get through it fast and check that off and move on. Cause it's a, it's a difficult process to give each other feedback. So I love that. It is. And, you know, you have to, you have to keep in mind too, 20% of the population has um, a a reading learning disability. 20% of the population is somewhere on the spectrum of dyslexia. And so you have to keep that in mind that there's going, there are going to be students in your room. However many students you have in your room do 20%. And that's how many students you have that are going to struggle just with the reading of the paper itself. So sometimes that, you know, that read aloud is actually the better way to do things so that a student isn't actually just sitting there reading it. Again, that's, that's my, um, that's my inclusion lens coming through there, but okay. This is great. So do you suggest that the feedback comes in groups of three or something like, cause it's hard then. What if you Mm -hmm. matched up a student who, um, who needs some sort of accommodation with a student who is maybe one of your strongest writers in the room? How are they like giving each other feedback in an equitable way? I kind of, I struggled with that because you don't want to put like, Mm. I mean, you can choose partners for them obviously, but would a group of three help to balance that conversation a bit? It might. Yeah, it might. Or, you know, or it might be, um, you know, a student might actually be more intimidated and, and, and not then speak up. But if the protocol is that someone in that group of three is going to read the paper aloud and we're going to talk through the points on the rubric and we're going to discuss it, that would actually probably be more balanced. And then it maybe that's, you know, the student that might s- just struggle with the fluency of reading it aloud would say, as long as I don't have to be the one to read it mm-hmm. out loud, or we can run it through the speech to text and it can, you know, read it aloud to us and we can all listen to it. So, um, you know, just a couple of thoughts there, but yeah, yeah. Good question. Good question yeah, Cause there's job. always, if you're like the average kid, I mean, just think about yourself as a student, you're okay. Let's hear the, you're the average kid in the class and you get paired up with who, you know, is the best writer in the class. They've always, they write their own children's <laughs> books and they write a chapter book or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember who these kids are. I was, news, they're on the I news was, Paper yeah, 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 yeah. But you like no one wants to be paired with that kid because they're not going to give them any good. They'll be like, yeah, great paper. Like that's all they're going to say is, oh yeah, great paper. I loved it. Even though like it could be really, really messy, and they just were scared to give yeah. the writer in the class good feedback. So all those dynamics of kids is really um, important. So I I'm not a fan of choose your own partner. 
trade papers, give write down some feedback. Like that doesn't really mm-hmm. um, get to the heart of improving writing, talking about writing. How do we talk about good writing? How do we critique writing? Is uh, the important part there? Nope. Structure. Structure is good. But that is the bell. All right. Thanks for the energy boost. As we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts, keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.